Welcome to Hemet City Lights, a podcast spotlighting small businesses, local nonprofits, and community events in the Hemet and San Jacinto area. Today's special guest is Linda. Hi. From Valley Restart Center, located at 200 East Menlo Avenue. And normally um, I don't script, and then the one time I do script, I was wrong. <laughs> James, you're supposed to be here. Okay, so I'm going to go right into this. Um, I met Linda it's a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to my church to speak about Valley Restart. And um, I know it's one of the things that my church does every month. We come and we um, participate in that. And that's like the one thing that my pastor's wife just, she loves it. She just can't wait and she she thrives at it. And and I love seeing when she can do it. And I know our church loves um, providing the money for it and, and, and everything that goes into it. And so we were really happy to have you um, that day come speak at our church. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, so I'm just going to go right into this. Uh, question one, tell us what exactly is the Valley Restart Center? So we're an emergency homeless shelter and we have 35 beds. We um, specialize in families with children. So we have 10 rooms for families with children. We have two dorms, a single men's dorm and a single women's dorm. They each can house five people, um, depending upon how many other people I already have in the shelter. Okay. It is... um, it is a closed campus, which means that um, people are in a structured program. Their goal is to um, get housing. Mm-hmm. So what has to happen? They have to have money. They have to have a job. Mm-hmm. They have to be pre-employment trained. They have to have a resume. And, um, and then that willingness that they are able to do anything that is said in front of them. They, Part of our program is in its structure is that everyone helps around here, mm-hmm. and um, and that everyone is drug and alcohol free. Now, do you help people with resumes? Yes. Okay. All right. And even people who haven't worked before have done things that are valuable to people in the community. Oh, so okay. when somebody has been a mother, they have the ability to. Um, assist with organizing, with taking care of, with nurturing, and so yeah. those are. We oh, okay. help them feather out what their skills are and okay. put it onto a resume so that it could be appealing to an employer. So you help if somebody walks in and just like I don't know what I'm good at, I don't know what to do. You can help them figure that out. Yes. Wow. And then um, and then showing them the different websites that they can use to mm-hmm. to apply for jobs. So once upon a time, how you and I would apply for a job is we would fill out an application, we would meet with somebody, we yeah. would speak to them, and out of that relationship, um, it would be decided whether we would be a good candidate for their company or right. their employment or not. Now, however, it is all done computerized, right. and um, and many people who are who are needing employment do not have the computer skills right. in order to um, to safely pass IntelliScan, which is the one thing oh. that takes and, and does a scan of what is the job description and what are the words that are on the application or the resume. Do they match? Yes, that person could be potential. No, oh. they don't match. They need to go to the trash can. 
Oh, I didn't know that that they do that. Yes. Oh, so if like your sentences are very elementary, it's like okay, this person isn't qualified, mm-hmm. and they could oh. be the most qualified person. You just don't know. Yes. So you're really missing out when the computer is your is your middleman. Yes. You're missing out on potentially good workers. Right. Okay, well, that's... So with, the, so with the families here, all of the children who are school age all have to go to school. Mm-hmm. There's something that's called the McKinney-Vento Act, which um, allows for each child to attend the school that they were attending prior to coming to the shelter. And okay. the transportation is provided um, by the school district. Oh, okay. And so okay. we help them um, initiate that process and make sure that that, that happens. Okay. We have... Um, for people who have um, preschool children, if the parents are part of the, the GAIN or the CalWORKS program, then we tell them about the resources that are available through GAIN and CalWORKS that could provide um, childcare or bus passes, um, the opportunity to do job searching under um, their structure and mm-hmm. their support. And, and be able to move forward that way. Oh, okay. We, um, in the initial interview that we do with people, we look at what are their bills and okay. what is their income Okay. with the reality of, wow, you don't have enough. Right. So what do you need to do? So uh, that's, that's probably the big motivator that has to do with whatever you was, were doing isn't enough. So what do you have to do? in order for you to be able to move forward Mm -hmm. because this cannot be like a hotel right they have to be able to 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 envision getting themselves out into their own independent housing right and um and people have been able to do that so that's one part of our program a second part is that we have that you spoke about was the evening meal so our evening meal is a community meal it is provided by 35 to 40 churches in the area. They purchase the food, they come here and cook it, they serve it, and then probably the most important part is that they then fellowship with the residents right, here. Right. Um, and that gives them an opportunity, A, to, to tell their story, and B, to be encouraged by, right. by the people who are listening to them. Right. We have, um, and that meal is at six o'clock every day. So if anyone listening is in need of a really um, tasty, evening meal they could come and put in an application all it takes is a california id we do do a criminal background check so and what would prohibit somebody from receiving services is if there is a violent offense a sexual offense or an arson offense okay and that's because we have children that are on the property and we need to ensure their safety right we have um, showers that are available to the public oh. every day from four until five. Wow. And we provide um, all of the towels and the personal hygiene items and 10 minutes worth of water. So it's a quick shower, but it is the ability for people to get, to get clean. Wow. I'm writing this down. This is good to put in my blog. Good. Four to five shower and you supply the hygiene products. And the towels. Wow. And that's, um, that's probably... Every day, but um, the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. Okay. And meal, you just, you just can't be an a arson, sexual, and violent criminal. Right. And you get a free meal. Yep, free meal. Uh, just with a California just ID. Just with a California ID. And okay. we have the ability for people who don't have California IDs, we can give you a voucher so you can get a free California ID. Oh, okay. And for people who... 
um, need California birth certificates, we have a voucher for that who can get a free California birth certificate. So you're not only helping the people that are here, you're, you're trying to help people in the community, right. period. Right. So if I meet somebody down on their luck and out on the street who doesn't have an ID, doesn't and can't... Cause so the idea is... Not having an ID is no longer a barrier because we can help you get through that. Right. And then you have access to services. Right. And that's what you need an ID, you need an address, you need certain things to get a job. Right. Okay. And, and you're, you're out there trying to help people with that. So one of the other things that we offer is we have an outreach navigation program that is um, located here on the property. And the idea is to reach out to those people who are homeless on the streets, who either don't qualify for our services or who are not interested in our services, but who may be interested in, um, in getting off the street. Okay. And, um, and so their process is not something that is immediate, though they do, do immediate contacts, but the process of getting the documentation for, for the housing for them it is um, is lengthy just because people um, tend to give up. Right, so right. So an example of, of somebody who would qualify for that program is somebody who has been homeless for 365 days out of three years and who has some kind of a disability. Mm -hmm. So the disability could be a physical disability, a mental health issue, or drugs or alcohol as an issue. And so that there is required documentation of the disability and of that period of homelessness. So we have forms that we give people, you know when you were sleeping behind Stater Brothers and how the manager used to come out and roust you every morning, yes. Do you think that he would be willing to sign the piece of paper? Yes. And what about the police that you keep running into? Yep, he'd be willing to sign one too. And so slowly we're able to gather all of this documentation and present it. We, we do not do the housing of these people. We just get them document ready in, in order for them to be able to be housed. And this year we've housed, um, I think, 48 people wow. um, who are now off the street, no longer pushing shopping carts in, right. in their own place. Wow. And, um, and that is, I think, out of probably 100 and something contacts. Um, that's pretty good. It's that's a, I think that it's, it's, that's a pretty amazing statistic. It's right almost up there. Almost 50%. Yeah. That's pretty good. So of the, um, let's see. So we also have a bus ticket home program. So let's say that you came here to take care of your aunt and, and unfortunately she passed away and now you, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. You're stuck in, in Hemet. However, you came from Florida, and, and your mother lives in Florida, but she doesn't have the money to send for you, nor do you, because you buried your aunt. Right. So we have the ability to put you on a Greyhound bus and okay. send you to, back to your home. Wow. As long as I can verify that right. there is somebody there who really is going to make sure that you're not homeless on mm -hmm. the streets of whatever town in Florida right. happens right. to Right, right, right. Okay. So it is a... It's a one-way, non-transferable, non-refundable, you know, you're really going to go. Because, right. Because you don't want to be homeless in Hemet, and more importantly, we don't want for you to have to be homeless in Hemet. Right. Or homeless where you're going. Or, or homeless, we're not willing to send someone to be homeless in a place that has better weather or better temperature right. or, <laughs> you know, or any of yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. 
No homeless in San Diego. No homeless in San Diego. No. Homeless in San Diego won't work. <laughs> okay. Well, wow, that's really impressive. Um, so my next question then is probably something everybody is wondering. How is the center funded? So we have, um, we have a contract with the Department of Public Social Services for um, some of what we do. Okay. And we have grants that we apply for and, um, and all of those grants are all competitive. And so mm-hmm. we're, or, we're awarded money. Right. Um, you have a grant writer who does this. We have a grant writer who's very good at her job, mm-hmm. and and yet even with that, that gets us about sixty one percent of our funds and thirty nine percent of our funds we have to raise. Wow. So okay. we have um, we have a cruise dinner um, that is on the cruise ship that's at Golden Era in, okay. in September. We have a celebration dinner in January that is at the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. We have a summer kickoff, which this year is going to be at Trinity Lutheran Church. Okay. And then we have um, fundraisers like the yard sale mm-hmm. that you see outside. And um, and I, I would say the, the, the solid base of support, though, are the people who... Um, give money monthly and churches that give money monthly mm-hmm. and somehow it just seems to always come together so we have just, just enough, enough. <laughs> that's awesome that's good we have hear. we have um we have a, a, a huge base of volunteers that allow us to be able to operate at a, at a low cost so that volunteers are are doing jobs that that people normally would be would be paid for. Right. We have um, a very generous community that um, gives us many, many things that we need. And, and an example of that is um, the the area pizza huts. We get mm-hmm. their day old pizzas. Oh uh, wow! Starbucks. We get all of their day old pastries. Wow. The Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints. Um, we have a humanitarian grant through them, so we get about twelve hundred dollars a month of, of shopping that we get to do at their at the bishop's um, storehouse. We have um, church schools that do um, food drives for us. Okay. Wow. We have um, we have classrooms that do sock drives for us. We have people that bring in. Um, every month um, paper goods that we're, we're going to need throughout the month. I think when we add up all of those things, it ends up close to about $400,000 worth of, of goods and services. Like that you don't have donated. to pay for. Yes, that we don't have to pay for. So if I was just somebody who had just, you know, a thousand extra paper plates, I could just walk in and say, here, can yes. you guys take these? Yes, and we would make sure that we gave you um, a contribution letter right. so that you could, you know, take it off of of your taxes. Right. And also because we want to be able to to um, recognize and to show to our board of directors, look, look at our generous community. Mm-hmm. Look at what right. it is that that they have done for us. Okay. We've had uh, this last year. We were able to. Um, twice in this year, gift everyone in the shelter um, two month, two weeks worth of um, 
new socks. That's an example. Nice, nice. So they all got 14 pairs of, of socks and they were put together and arranged by various groups in the community mm-hmm. that were volunteering, oh, here, let us go do this. Yeah. Christmas is a, a very, special, very special time also um, in, in what it is that, that um, children are, are given. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not sure who gets blessed more, the receiver or the giver, but I, I bet think it's, it's the giver. I bet it's beautiful at oh, Christmas to yes. see. It is. I bet and, it's and of beautiful. course, parents are very leery. Yeah. Here I am at, you know, my child's most special time of the year. You know, what's going to happen? We can't supply. And it's like, your child will be well taken care of. And they yeah. are. It yeah. is. Um, probably better than other kids. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. Usually this is probably the very best Christmas that any child yeah. will get. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I love hearing that. Um, okay. So um, next question then. What are the qualifications to stay at the center? So you have to be 18 or older. Okay. Unless you're with your family. Okay. Unless you're with your parents. Yeah. You have to have a California ID, and we already talked about that's no longer an obstacle because right. we can give you the waiver. And then we do a background check to make sure that you have no bench warrants, that you're no violent charges, sexual charges, mm-hmm. or arson charges. And if you happen to have a bench warrant, we can tell you how to get it taken care of. Okay. There is no way to get around the the um, no violent sexual or arson charges. Right, People right. ask about that, and the answer is um, no. We really we have to be able to guarantee to to our families here that no one is is here that is going to hurt their children. Right, right, absolutely, that makes sense. So well, um, one more requirement. Yeah. So this is a once one time through. So there's no recidivism. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, okay. it has to do with, it's a lot like um, you have something going on and I have a solution. And if, if you come back and you say, I still have the same thing going on, I say, I still I have only the solution that didn't work. There you go. So you're going to have to find another solution. So you're going to have to find another solution. We never leave people with no solutions. Mm-hmm. We give them resource lists. Um, because maybe there is the right thing that's going that's going to work for them. Right. It's just that they can't think, well, I'll go back to Valley Restart. Right, right. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, I guess I was thinking of teens that run away from home. There are programs. So Operation Safe House okay. is, um, is a great program for teens that run away from home from 11 to 17. And then they have another program that is for um, um, 17 to... Um, to, I think to either 21 or 24. Okay, all right, and you can direct them to that. Yes. Okay. Um, next question. When a person or a family stays here, what are they required to do? For example, do they have chores or do they have tasks that need to be performed? Yes, so everyone here has chores. I happen to, uh, I just happen to have a list. Nice. Well, that's a nice list. So everyone has chores in the a.m. and in the p.m. And what we're expecting is that everyone would be able to do 14 hours. Okay. So that's sort of like a morning morning chore of an hour Mm -hmm. and an evening chore of the hour. Right. When people say, but I have a job now, I go, well, you know, I have a job now too. And somebody still has to go shopping. Somebody still has to do the dishes. Mm -hmm. Somebody still has to clean the bathroom. Right. So that it usually is, is... 
not an issue. And we love it when people take pride in, right. in being here and go above and beyond. It is very clean. Your kitchen is very clean. Mm-hmm. I remember being in there and it was very clean. A lot cleaner than some kitchens I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my next question is, what is your success rate? I think that this year... Um, It's 89%. So that means 89% of the uh, 298 people who came in, stayed here, left for housing. Wow. In an average of um, 49 days. 49 days. So now these are the people who stayed and followed the rules and um, did what they were supposed to do. 89% success rate. Success rate. So That's... when people say, well, you know, what does that mean? It has to do with that, that they follow the rules, that they get a job, that they save money, that they um, work around here, they find housing, mm-hmm. and, and are able to move on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are housing programs through the Department of Public Social Services that assist families with children. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you never want to count on that. You right. want to be able to count on, on yourself. Right. right. We, have a, um, we have a sheet here, and I'll give it to you okay. so that it shows sort of our success rate mm-hmm. through the last six years. And um, I think we've done good. Yeah, that's a lot of people that you've helped. Now, when you do, they ever come back and thank you? Oh, yes. do you? So they come back not only to thank us, or I got a job, or I just finished school, or I finished the certificate program, or I had this baby, um, or my kids got these awards. They come for dinner because because they can, mm-hmm. and um, in order to be able to, you know, continue to be a part of this community right. that has you know now become their friend. So. In the beginning, there are 35 people here with whom they have only one thing in common. They're all homeless. Right, right. And what happens is that they develop relationships and friendships that go beyond this time where they become the support system and the encourager for each other. Right, right. That's good. And that's a lasting friendship. Yes. Right there. Um, uh, Next question is, we kind of went over this already. What can I donate to the center? Clothes, food, money? What do so, you take? So someone yesterday just donated a car that they no longer oh, use. Oh, wow. And, um, and so they donated because it's not going to pass smog. But if somebody wanted to you know, pay to, to get it brought up right. to code, then they would be able to have a car okay. you know, that, that they would be able to use. Right. And, um, Anything that um, that you would use in your house, so pots and pans, mm-hmm. towels, um, linens for um, twin size beds, blankets. Um, if you decide this year you're getting a coat and you want to, you know, have yeah. get pass pass pay your coat forward. Yeah. Um, paper paper products, okay. stuff for the for the copier or for the um, for the Xerox machine. Okay. We're we're pretty, um, we're careful about clothes because I have limited space. Gotcha. If I only had clothes in bags, then it would mean people going through stuff. But our stuff is, 
is sorted out, it's mm -hmm. sized, it's hung up so that it's easy to go and pull something off. Right. If you tell me that you need a size 14, I can go in there and pull a size 14 glass out right. for you. And, right. um, and they're always in, in good repair, so right. we make sure of that. Okay, so closure a little bit more because you only have so much room for clothes. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, well, that's good to know. Um, my next question, do you think programs like this, because I've heard this in in the past, do you think it caters to a problem in the city or do you think it helps the city thrive? I think that it helps the city thrive. So we are part of a solution. We are not the solution, mm -hmm. but we're part of a solution. So I think that, that having the shelter helps um, families get off the street and get stable. I think the outreach program helps people um, get off the street who finally decide I'm tired of, of living on the street. The, everyone comes here with a different story. Not every person who's, um, who appears to be homeless is in fact homeless. Right. Um, we are, we are not, if, if any of our people um, are caught panhandling, we discharge them. Oh, okay. That is, uh, panhandling is, uh, is very against what it is that we stand for. There's um, a really good website called Know Where It Goes that talks about panhandling in Hemet and the $2.5 million a year that wow. are untaxed and given to people who have a sad story. Wow. That's why I never give money. I give a meal. If yeah. you're, I'll buy you something to eat, but I, I won't give cash. Good. I don't have it, and I work too hard for it. So for for <laughs> I'll you. buy you a meal, though, because you should never be hungry. Right. And that's the advice I usually give to people. Good. Okay, and I agree with you. I think that programs like this help a city thrive. I don't think you're enabling anything. I think you're helping a problem that in this city in particular is a pretty big problem in in any town usa yeah one percent of a city's population is homeless in a year right 85 percent of those people move out of homelessness pretty quickly 15 percent of those people struggle and and some of them never get out of it right. our goal would be that no one would ever die on the streets of Hemet right. because right. of homelessness right and a lot of them i see in Hemet are clearly mental health cases right and it's heartbreaking, yes. you know, because they don't even know that they need help. So this is this is good. Um, next question: When are you happiest at work? I would say um, when I'm when I'm talking to people, when I'm able to be the encourager, the supporter, when um, I'm able to offer hope, when the light bulb co goes on and people see. Yes, I can do this. Um, those are the times that I'm the happiest. Yeah. When I, it is very difficult for me to stop talking when I start talking about the shelter because I'm very passionate about right. what we do. Right. When you see, and when you probably when you see somebody who started off hopeless, and you're you're Absolutely. that you're that little bit of hope for them. Yes. That's probably a beautiful sight to see. All right, next question. What did you do before this that qualifies you for this position that you're in? So I, um, 
I worked for um, for five years in an inpatient psychiatric facility in Corona. I worked for 19 years in a um, community-based um, substance abuse and mental health program in San Bernardino, and then um, five years in a community-based um, mental health and substance abuse program in Redlands, and, uh, and all before that, I taught school for seven years mm. in uh, New York, and um, I had gotten my bachelor's degree from um, a branch of the University of Redlands. Oh, okay. All right. And that prepared you for this. That, but I, I didn't know, I, I could say that I didn't know much about homelessness, but I knew a lot about substance abuse. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot about mental health, and, um, and I knew a lot about nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so those are the, the preparation things. So if somebody comes here but has a clear... Um substance abuse problem and you can't have one to stay here you can have you could be a substance abuser on this side of the gate they can't be a substance user on this side of the gate okay so they have to um, have a way to deal with that problem so we make referrals we have good substance abuse treatment programs in our valley and so we make referrals to those okay one of the things that I tell people when they when their substance abuse problem is such that it requires uh, residential treatment, finish the program, bring me the certificate that you did the whole thing, not one day short, mm-hmm. and, and I will um, find you a bed. Okay. Because wow. then they're ready to start. Right. Prior right. to that, they may not be ready to start because right. they can't stop. Right. So you're, no matter what your situation is, there is... Um, a resource and a program that you will help them Absolutely. find. One of the things that that we know is that um, our, our location probably is uh, excellent in that we are directly across the street from the Department of Behavioral Health yeah. on Menlo. We're across the street from the Workforce Development on State Street, mm-hmm. we're on a major bus line. Mm-hmm. We have no residential neighbors. We're three quarters of a mile from the Department of Public Social Services. Yep. Directly behind us, we have um, a medical clinic and the courthouse. That's true, yeah. And we have our own land. You're in a good location, yeah. And you've been here for quite a while, right? So I've been, I've been here for um, 17 years. This place has been here since 1995. Okay. It was incorporated in 1989, and then we moved here in, in 95. Okay. And, um, and it was begun with five churches coming together to see what could they do to deal with the issues of homelessness. Okay. Um, so the last part is, um, I, I am a true believer in social media and, um, I, I did see that you had a yard sale out there and I, and I asked your uh, receptionist mm-hmm. about, I said, did you advertise it? And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, I didn't see anything about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know if it's maybe I don't follow you or but I'm I'm really big about spreading it in every group that I'm in so what is uh, what are ways that we can see what you're doing on social media how are you advertising your things and how can we help share the word so we are um, in the process of revamping our website though we do have a website it's valleyrestart.info um, mm -hmm. we have uh, we do have a Facebook page and um, and so we have one person that is in charge of okay. responding to um, inquiries and things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. we use constant contact to um, to send out um, what we would call blasts right of, right of of the upcoming event okay. um, this particular event was um, advertised in the Valley Chronicle okay and um, and so occasionally we will use the newspapers okay. we're always up for anybody who has um, a list of contacts for us to be able to utilize those as well okay. word of mouth seems to work really well yes. and uh, this event actually has been very well attended and okay. we've We've made some money this time thanks to what people have donated. To oh, us. good, good. Usually, now this is this is what I'm known for is if I go somewhere new to eat, I take a picture of my meal, and then I'm in a bunch of different Facebook groups, and by the end of the night, I'll have over a thousand likes and comments, and people are like, oh, "I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it." Uh, Laura from Harvard Street Bakery says to me one day. All of a sudden, a bunch of people are starting to come. And I'm like, that's because it's all over Facebook, you know? And, and that's, it's a great free, ad, free way to advertise. So if you're okay with it, when I find out about an event, I'm just going to share it all over the place for you. This is okay. Yes. That's what that means. Yes. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just another avenue. You know, I, I do Facebook and Instagram. I don't do Twitter or, you know, any of the others. But uh, I think, I feel like that's probably enough, you know, and, and it is great to, that you're in the newspapers too. So um, unless you have anything else to say, I think, I think I've learned a lot today and I think the listeners have too. I know I have a lot of people who, who want to do good and just don't know where to start, you know, because it's overwhelming. And um, listening to you and to the hope and success rate this is very encouraging, and I love that you're so excited about it. I can feel your energy, and it's good, and um, thank you. Thank you for making a difference in our city. Well, thank you for using this medium to get the message out. <laughs> All right. Well, next time um, on our podcast, I'm going to be interviewing my friend uh, Brandon, I believe, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening, and have a great night.